Welcome to Motorsport Now, a podcast created by myself, Jay Paveley, to find out what motorsport competitors are actually doing right now with no motorsport. My first guest is a friend of mine, Claire Williams, a very Welsh navigator who's competed at national and international level. Let's hear about how Claire got into rallying. Claire, tell us your story. Uh, right, so um, I started rallying in 2010 as a competitor. Um, and it basically came about when I was with my partner and he took me to see Wales Rally GB and I hated rallying. I genuinely didn't see the point of it. I was just like, this is pointless. I did not know that. Yeah, no, genuine. And then I went to um, being a good girlfriend and everything. I thought, right, I'll go to Rally GB with him, just keep him company. And I loved it. I thought it was it was brilliant. The smell, the noise, everything. So, um yeah, after that, then we did a couple more WRC rounds. So I went to Finland in 2009 and he turned around and said, oh, can I, uh, can I buy a rally car? I said, yeah, go for it. And he just turned around and said straight, you can be my navigator. I was like, did I have a choice in the matter? And he was like, no, pretty much not. You are a super good girlfriend. Fair play. I um Yeah, so we did our first road rally together in 2010 and um, it just went from there. It, I'd started doing road rallying and then um, a couple well, one of the girls in my local motor club asked me if I fancied sort of learning stage rallying and sort of hold around for her. And yeah, I just went from there then. And um, yeah, here I am 10 years later, just stuck in my house, not rallying. Yeah, happy 10 year anniversary of competing. That's great. I'm actually, um, I think if Ypres goes ahead, um, Rally Ypres, I'm down to do that. That'll actually be Rally 100 for me. That is for congratulations. That's brilliant. That's great. Well, I think it goes ahead. Yeah, I think it's great. It would have been cork, but cork had pulled, uh, you know, pulled up. So, yeah. Well, that leads really nicely to one of our questions. What were you supposed to be doing in 2020 before Corona hit? Um, well, this year it was um, pretty much British Rally Championship. So, um, co-driving for a guy from Northern Ireland, Alan Carmichael. And yeah, we were doing it at Fiesta R5+. Plus. So, yeah, he pretty much had all the runs to do done which for me at the beginning of the year when he mentioned it to me was yeah brilliant let's do it and uh yes we did the Cambrian at the beginning of the year and we were going to go from there basically and so it was meant to be West Cork, Clacton then onto Ypres and so on and there was a couple of uh, junior rounds as well I was going to sit in um with Ben Jewell in the uh Formula 1000 championship. Oh I competed against his dad Mike actually. Uh yeah him yeah and uh yeah, but um, we were, what, it was one rally I was meant to do with the quest meet stages and we didn't get around to doing that. So I've gone from having pretty much like a full year of rallying plans to like, well, I've done one rally. I should have done about four or five by now. It's crazy, isn't it? How do you stay focused then as a navigator? Because like drivers, you'd think maybe some sim work might keep you, you know, keep your hand in, but how do you kind of keep your game up? Yeah, I mean, I can see a lot of the drivers. They've all got their setups on dirt and everything like that. They're, they're all putting like their videos on social media where they're basically rallying, virtual rallying. It's great for them, but for a co-driver, I'm not sure really what a co-driver can do to stay on point. Um, I mean, I've been watching some in-car back um, just to, because I've missed it. So I watched a bit back from the Cambrian and Grisdale from last year. Um, that's been quite fun. The main thing for me right now is just keeping fitness up. I say fitness up. I didn't have fitness in the first place. So I'm just like, this is now me 
going for runs in the day, um, you know, just sort of if the weather's nice, I'm out in the garden with the yoga mats, just doing some core exercises. So I'm just trying to sort of not become a couch potato in this entire time. And actually, when it does start back, I'll actually have, a, you know, the fitness and the stamina to pick up where I left off. But that's pretty, yeah, we're still, I mean, me and drivers, we're all still talking and everything like that. And, you know, that tends to keep your hand in it because you're talking to the people that you're normally around anyway but um yeah for a call driver i'm not sure really what like i said apart from fitness and maybe just watching some in car and just you know taking apart the in car i'm not sure really what the call driver could be doing at this time it does sound like a massive challenge for you but you have given some really good hints and tips there for the navigators in the 10 years you have been competing what cars have you sat in i started off in a Peugeot 205 gti so and then it it came in then, uh, I was doing a lot in front wheel drive, so the Fiesta ST, 205s, um, done quite a, going rear wheel drive escorts, Mark 1s, Mark 2s, and then, oh, yeah, and then it, it, it came then, four wheel drive started coming along, so um, Evo, Subarus, um, yeah, I've, I've just done in all sorts really, front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, four wheel drive. Are you sure how the Subaru is obviously the best one that you sat in? <laughs> Yes. No, I mean, yeah, obviously I've sat next to you in the Subaru as well. So that, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we, yeah, I really enjoyed sort of sitting alongside you because I thought we bounced off each other quite nicely. Yeah, it's good fun. Off other things, but... We weren't. Oh, yeah, thank God, yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, and I obviously broke into the R5 seat last year. And actually, um, yeah, I ticked off the bucket list item of a World Rally car last year as well on Grisdale. So How was that? Oh. Yeah, no, that was that was brilliant. And it's the only car to date that's actually made me feel like ill, ill, like made me sick. It was the end of stage one and I was out of the car going sick and I thought, oh my God, this has never happened before. And yeah. Did you get the kind of pushback in the seat feel? Like, how was that kind of, did it surprise you or do you think like you'd mentally prepared for it? I think I mentally prepared for it. I think um, I knew it was going to be faster. I knew it was going to be a lot more torque, a lot more pull on it. So, and a lot of people warn me pretty much on the day of the rally, you know, your teeth will be in the back of your throat, it's that fast off the line. I was like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. I I don't think I accounted really for the heat and the smell in the car, like it, the fuel smell, you know, the sweating of the fuel pipes inside the car, the heat, I think that's what finished me off. I don't think it was necessarily the speed or anything like that. It was, it was the heat and yeah, it, it, it pulled off the line like a train, but I think that was on gravel. I think if it was on tarmac, it you would have really felt it. I think on gravel, obviously, because you got the wheels spin a lot more, it, it wasn't so bad. And sorry, where was that? Which which event was it in the World Car and who was it with? That was the Grisdale stages, again, with Arlen Carmichael. Um, there was something that we couldn't hire the R5 car for that particular event, so he managed to get his hands on a S14 um, shame that I mean really inconvenient <laughs> oh yeah I wasn't gonna say no to it you know <laughs> yeah no it, that was when he said world car I was like you know brilliant they are my bucket list cars R5 and WRC all in the same year so yeah congratulations good year yeah it took, yeah so you're obviously relying on drivers being able to you know enter events again and you see you've got some already lined up so you think you'll kind of hit the ground running as soon as you get back I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It depends where the season picks up again. 
um, you know, we could be in this lockdown for another three months, in which case I think it's goodbye to a lot of, I think the Scottish Rally Championship have already pulled the plug on the season as a whole anyway. So if, say, the British Rally Championship goes that way or, you know, other championships do, maybe some drivers will just turn around and say, I'll write this year off and we'll start again next year. So it could be a case of maybe rallying will come back next year as opposed to some point this year. Hopefully that'll be not a problem. But yeah, well, it was, I think it's just a case of waiting and seeing what happens. You do quite a lot of work with your local motor club. Um, why do you think that's important for sport? And did you find it quite helpful for you when you started competing as a navigator? Um, well, I, I started rally, when I started rallying, the first bit of advice we got given was you need to go to a local motor club and get chatting to people and, um, you know, get advice from uh, existing competitors. So um, that's what we did. Um, we started going to Arnhem District and then uh, a few years later, I started going to Arnhem for motor club um, and I've genuinely found like the family there. Um, it's a home from home. Really good bunch of guys. and. Um, there was the questions where I got asked a few questions at the beginning of the year about women in motorsport and everything and it genuinely doesn't feel like there's any gender in that motor club whatsoever you know you're all one kind of thing and when when you're in that kind of situation where you've got like a lot of friends in a motor club set and you want to do as much as you can of that motor club as well so what kind of things have you got involved with helping out within the motor club then the the armford motor clubs road rally started back up last year and they needed a secretary for the event and when they approached me to do it it was like yeah whatever you need i want my motor club to thrive i want it to survive and and it was a, it was a real pleasure as well it was a lot of work but feeling like you were doing something and giving something back to the sports that I know is a bit cliche but you, you can't just keep relying on other clubs to put events on you you turn up competing them without actually thinking okay yeah we need to put something on you know just to do our bit kind of thing and yeah I mean it's it's bringing other competitors in as well this year I've noticed because I'm the membership secretary for the club as well We've had a lot of new members who are like first timers, like never done anything with the sport before and they want to get involved. So me and a few other members now are just hoping that we can get them seats, get them competing. And obviously then it brings in like the new generation of it. I mean, I'm 30 years old. I'm talking like I'm like old kind of thing, but they, they do look, you know, they do look up to people who have been competing a long time whether you've done 10 events, whether you've done hundreds, you know, they, they need your advice. So it's it's always nice when they turn up to club, they're asking questions and you have a purpose then you can sort of help someone else come along and obviously tell them your mistakes so they don't do the same ones. I tend to find that learning from other people's mistakes is pretty much one of the best ways of learning as well as, you know, learning from your own really. So Were you supposed to do that event this year? Unfortunately, I think maybe the coronavirus you know, whether our event runs this year, because again, I was scheduled to be secretary on that one again. Whether it runs or not, we're not sure yet. We'll have to see what other clubs do. Um, so obviously they have to postpone their events in the middle of it. Yeah, so it's it's not obviously just driving or navigating or, you know, in rally world. So obviously there's so many different ways that you can get involved. Um, you kind of have touched on it already, but how would you get involved as a navigator? How would you let's just do what you did and just go to a motor club and then go from there? I think the best way is is to get to your local motor club, have a chat with existing members, um, and take the plunge and do your first event and then make every mistake under the sun or the moon if you're doing night events and 
just go from there. That's what I did at my first rally. I didn't know what I was doing. I turned up there. Yeah, everyone did what they could to prepare me and everything like that. But as soon as it's when you put that into practice, you realise, okay, oh, that's what they meant. And just coming back to obviously you're at home at the moment, like everyone else. What's your guilty pleasure at the moment? What's your main distraction? Uh, right, okay. So I've started. Well, I've, I'm watching uh, box sets like everyone else doing that. I'm eating like everything <laughs> anything in particular what's your kind of worst thing right rice krispies i don't know why i've just got like yeah i'm eating them like you know bowlfuls <gasps> of rice krispies it's like going back to like my teenagers you know um, <laughs> the latest thing i've told my mum to buy me is malted milk biscuits <laughs> why but they were yes we'll have some of them yeah, we could be here a while. I feel like you've got a list. <laughs> um, but no, the the other thing I'm doing, um, just keep time taking over, like I said, fitness, and then I'm painting as well. So I've started another painting. Your painting is incredible. Yeah, if, if anyone's not seen Claire's painting, you need to go onto her Instagram and have a look. They're fantastic. Is it Michelle Mouton you're doing now? Yes. Um, I started it just as a shutdown. Was, well, the lockdown was starting. So I thought if I can get this done by the end of the lockdown, I can say that that was done lockdown 2020. You know, and it's got like a little story by it. Who else have you done? Who else you, is it Elvin you've done as well? Yeah, um, so I've done, Sebastian Auger was the first one and I got him to sign that in Rally Day and that was just like, oh my God, you know, I could have, I could have collapsed in sort of like excitement and <laughs> um, it's quite nothing to do with his good looks or charm or anything at all. Oh, he was charming. <laughs> he was very charming. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. So I was, uh, he got, I got him to sign it there, and then I did Ari Vatman was the next one. Um, I haven't got him to sign it yet. I need to hunt him down actually and try and catch hold of him. Thank then, you, you will. <laughs> um, and then I did Elvin Evans because obviously the Welsh Wizard's got to be done. And um, in all fairness to Elvin, I sent him a message and he was like, "Yeah, I'll sign it, no problem." And on the way up to the Cambrian in February, um, I called in. Dog Etli and yeah, he signed up to me. I was like, oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. And of course, anyway, oh, okay. he was going out to Sweden the next day. Of course, he, he went and won Rally Sweden. So I like to think it's like good luck of signing my painting. Definitely. I'm clutching the straws there, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> it was all down to you, Claire. All down to you. Uh, and then I was going to say, and then, uh, yeah, Michelle, as you said, then moved on to the woman in motorsport herself. So I, it's got to be done, isn't it? You know, Females in motorsport, yeah. The one that's cracked the WRC, I think, yeah. Have to be done. And it was actually a friend of mine. Uh, we were having dinner um, a few weeks back and uh, they turned around and said, well, why don't you do Michelle Mouton? I was like, oh, you've just given me an idea. And <laughs> it, it kind of just went from there. I was like, why didn't I think of that? Well, that's another question for you, actually. Is she your idol? Is she the one that you look up to most? Or do you have anyone else that you think has been a real inspiration for you? But also, if you don't have a person, is there an actual attribute you think is really important in being a good navigator or someone that's put you in good stead? I, Michelle Moulton, yeah, obviously she's, like I said, she's the female in motorsport. So I think, you know, you probably agree with this as well. We've all got to look up to her. She kind of t- took it to the guys, you know, yeah, and sure. sort of showed them how it's done, you know, and that's what we all kind of strive to do. We don't want any sort of like gender boundaries. You know, she was just 
yeah, I was watching some yeah. Grin Carly the other day and it was like, wow, you know. I, I did actually meet her. Um, I was doing some all-girl competition. I was 17. I was, it was in Germany, actually. Um, she's got such a look about her, hasn't she? She's got this real STEM-focused yeah. kind of composure. Like, like very, like, she's formidable, really. And, mm. you know, when you speak to some of the people from way back when, she she scared the guys like you know she was she got the bit between her teeth and I'm like yeah that's that's kind of like my kind of woman obviously the current WRC guys are more my generation but I don't know who do, who do you look up to is there anyone I'm gonna turn this on you now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I like I think I try and take pieces of lots of people I've seen and try and think actually I quite like what he does or she does I'm gonna do that as well so I try and like kind of pick the bits I like I, I admire how people keep themselves composed and you do sometimes watch you know when you watch the WRC on TV and you think god they seem really stroppy I think I'm not going to do that I think that's one thing to know you know motorsport's such a privilege to be in so that's one thing I try not to do but I don't know just like I think keeping focused and kind of consistent is a really good thing there's lots yeah. of very very talented drivers out there yeah I mean that's that's very valid I think um like you said, there are different competitors out there who I take different things from. Yeah, I like what they do, I like what they do. Maybe not so much that one. And I just try and take the best from each one, basically. I mean, I've sat with so many different drivers and I learn something new from every single one of them. You know, as long as you enjoy it as well. And, you know, there's that enjoyability factor where if I'm enjoying my rally and I tend to do better at it. Core driver, I mean... There are a few core drivers out there that I go to for advice still, you know, um, they've mentored me basically, you know, if they think that I've gone to them for advice, if they think that they can help me long term, they take me under their wing and, you know, there are a few core drivers out there who have got me seats as well. They haven't necessarily been able to take the seat up. So, you know, they've given me advice and I've taken that on board. So I look up to them as well, you know, and take on board what they can help me with what's the key piece of advice you'd pass on to someone who's just starting what's like the one thing like don't forget this or do this have you got anything that don't book in early to control I gave that bit of advice to Amy Williams in uh, rally day um I tweeted her saying oh, I'm going to be around rally day um be great to meet you and she was going around and um I went up to her. I was just like, "Oh, hi, uh, my name's Claire." I, uh, she said, "You're the one that tweeted me." I was like, "Oh my god, she knew!" And um, she was, she was like, "Oh, do you have any bit of advice for me?" I said, "I just don't book in early to controls." And she goes, "Oh, loads of people have told me that." I was like, "Oh, that means it's got to be, you know, the best bit of advice someone can give her." Then, so yeah, I'd say don't book into controls. Watch your timing. You know, um, if you need help, ask for it. Um, funny enough, me and um, one of the other co-drivers. Um, Fred did we're talking the other day and we were saying that we still ask drivers to help us with our maths from time to time like you know if we need help just working out times okay you've got this time you need to add on minutes to it and if your head's just fried you know we still have to be safe and sorry though isn't it like you could yeah. have all that hard work and then it just did I ever ask you to work out sums me I don't think I did I, I think I was okay with you honest. no I think I think you're pretty like yeah I think it was okay I think you did an absolutely splendid job Claire of course no, I think when Tracy <laughs> media I think um, um which is but yeah no that, that's that's the first bit of advice I'd give anyone 
And what's your ambition? So for the end of 2020 or, you know, next season or to be honest, overall, like obviously you've ticked a lot of boxes with the cars you've sat in, but is there anything that you haven't done that you really want to do before, you know, you, you end your career as such? Like what's your kind of main goal? Um, I mean, I've, I've done I've done a rally in North America, been to Belgium, you know, and Ireland and everything like that. I would really like to do more abroad. Um, I was actually uh, one of the things I've been doing while I've been off is actually updating my bucket lists. So um, and it's general bucket list, not just the rally one. It's the general one, and I've actually put on there now that I want to compete. I mean, I've done Wales Rally GB twice, but I actually want to compete WRC. Maybe not priority ones. Perhaps maybe that's pushing it. Um, but I really would like to sort of international wrc round somewhere around the world i don't mind where it is but yeah i'd love to do that and i'd love to do a snow rally as well i'd really love to do a snow rally so it's to be rally sweden then yeah i suppose that ticks both boxes but um yeah no i've i've hinted to a few drivers about canada love to have a go out in canada perhaps but yeah i, I wouldn't say no to sweden <laughs> no i definitely wouldn't say no to sweden that sounds great um i think that's oh, all you got so good set up and i uh, will take it out there yeah i know yeah i need to change that suspension i reckon why not i've been there before i did ice driving before i had a little bit of practice yeah you did yeah yeah i'll give it um there was one more question because you've mentioned some things and i thought actually that'd be a good thing to ask you oh yeah um so what's the difference between competing in the uk and competing abroad do you find there's quite a vast difference You probably, I probably overthink it a lot, but yeah, I, I felt like a total beginner on both events that I did abroad, well, and Ireland as well. So, like, so I did the Northern, North American one last year, and I felt like a total beginner. Yes, you know, they were like, "Oh my God, she's British," you know, she, she you know, she does this, she does that, and when I got there, I was just like, I might have done eighty odd rallies by now, but I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing out here it was just a total kind of like learning curve but American rally is not so advanced as European or you know British rallying is so in what way um well the cars for example they're nowhere near up to the standard they're fast they're very very fast but they're nowhere near up to the standards safe you know probably safety wise as UK um and European anything under FIA banner really and it's just Generally, I think the pace out there, you know, any British driver could go out there and really make a dent out there. They, they, you can tell they want to sort of get proper competitive out there. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they, they can develop it and it is a growing sport out there. So, yeah, as much as they think that they're learning from the British coal drivers that go out there, we're kind of learning as well that, you know, it's, it's a different way of doing things. When I went, when I did Belgium, that was... I was I was really lucky. I had Robbie Durant kind of like overlooking me really. I mean, he does a lot of rallies around the world. And um it was nice having him there to sort of just make double check me kind of thing. I felt like I was on top of things, but again, you're in a unfamiliar territory, you're on different rules. That's one thing I think Motorsport UK need to look at. They need to get us in line with, you know, more FIA ruling rather than Motorsport UK. I think that would help co-drivers out and drivers actually massively if we can sort of just get a bit of continuity between the two but yeah no I, I think if I go out there now I'd sort of take a bit of pressure off myself yeah I've done this before I can do this you know just you know you're good enough to do this so 
yeah, it, it is different. But at the same time, then maybe the gap needs to be closed between UK rules and competing abroad as well. I think that would help co-drivers, especially when they're making the transition from national British rallying over the pond or wherever they decide to go. It's a very valid point. Yeah, whether I'm supposed to say this or not, the um, with the scrutiny being in the in Dad's Honda garage, like we saw yeah. that there was a few things happening there where there's been people just competing brought came over here and there's a few kind of discrepancies. So it was interesting yeah. just to oversee that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, you know, international level scrutineering is a lot more involved than national side of things. But it's it's like the timing element of it. Like you go over to um, when you do Wales Rally GB, even, and even when you compete in Europe, um, you know, you've got uh, international timing as opposed to target timing. It, yeah, OK, I could go chapter and verse about what the difference mm -hmm. is. Um, but I won't. But there is a difference in timing now. The Europeans use international timing and then British national rallies use target timing. Well, I don't see any reason why British national rallies can't use the international timing. And then at least then when people go over to compete in Europe and vice versa, when Europeans come to compete in Britain, all of a sudden, at least you haven't got that difference to contend with and get your head around. And if... Um... If there was any aspiring navigators or co-drivers that wanted to get hold of you, um, are you happy for them to to like and follow? So what's the best way of contacting yeah, you? Yeah, I always say get in touch with me. Um, you know, if I do sit down with navigators who are learning what to do and stuff like that, I go through it best I can. And like I said, I tell them the mistakes that I've made, just as sorry in the hope that, you know, I normally turn and say, no one told me this, but it happened to me and hopefully, you know, I'll give only a bit of advice so you don't do it. But yeah, no, any co-drivers wanting to start, even drivers, I always say my door's always open. I'll I'll chat to them, whatever. And even if you just want a friendly chat kind of thing, I'm, I'm always all ears kind of thing. So yeah, feel free to share Rally Claire. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Claire. I think that I've interrogated, interrogated you long enough. So thanks very much. I'll, um, I'll stop. I've got nothing else to do with the all night. <laughs> I know. So that was Claire Williams uh, being interviewed by myself, Jay Paveley. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I had to stop it there before we started gossiping and you guys heard all the motorsport secrets that you shouldn't know. Thank you to the podcast sponsors, Forest Rally Experience and Group B Motorsport. If you want to get in touch or leave some comments, please do. My Instagram is Jade Paveley Motorsport. And this was Motorsport Now. Thank you guys and stay safe. Bye bye.